1: Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans, and welcome back to Bill Eve, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on buffalorumblings.com and everywhere else you go to find your podcasts. We are so glad that you took the time to find us on your family of podcasts under the Buffalo Rumblings umbrella. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, you name it, all of your various podcasting platforms. You can also, if you have one of those Amazon devices called Alexa, you can ask Alexa to play the Buffalo Rumblings podcasts. My name is John Boccasino, of course, being joined here on the podcast by Jamie D'Amico. And Jamie, we are talking about the 2020 schedule. It's still surreal to think that we're even talking about a football schedule with all the uncertainty surrounding COVID-19, the novel coronavirus, but As the league is bound to do, the NFL turned an opportunity to get audience uh, participation, to get fan involvement with their schedule release on Thursday. A couple of days have, have settled in between the release of the schedule and our recording. Give me your first reaction to Buffalo's 2020 schedule.
0: My first reaction is this schedule is streaky, man. The, the Bills could conceivably start the season 4-0 and and then lose the next uh, f- four or five of their next six games. And, geez, is it unforgiving this year, with the exception of the first few weeks. Wow. Like, you want to play with the big boys? Here's a big boy schedule.
1: Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people last year were upset that Buffalo didn't have any primetime games built into the schedule outside of – The Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving, they had the game in Pittsburgh flex to Sunday night as well. And both of those games did so well ratings wise. And the Bills made the playoffs for the second time in three years that the league said, all right, you know what, Bills fans here? You're a playoff team. Two of the last three years. Your fan base travels. We get it. You're passionate. Here's four prime time games for the Bills. Two at home. Two on the road. That to me, Jamie, really stood out to me that Buffalo has caught the attention. Finally, the Bills are starting to get some national recognition for what Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean have built in this locker room and in this clubhouse to get four primetime games a year after having technically won with the Thursday night game. This is the first time that Buffalo will have <clears throat> more than one primetime game since 2016 and the first time they'll have more than two primetime games since 2000. This is the most amount of primetime exposure that any Buffalo Bills team has had since 1996. Coincidentally, the le- the year after the Bills last won the AFC East championship. It all seems like it's setting up for Buffalo to really make its mark on a national stage, and I for one am thrilled that Buffalo will have the eyeballs of the rest of the football country when it comes to uh if we have a season played Getting all these national attention games.
0: There is obviously an expectation that the Bills are going to be competitive this year. And I kind of take it back to something that I get really tired of hearing, which is that the Buffalo Bills don't get any respect. Well, okay. If you look at the national media, say the ESPNs of the world, they're not going to focus on Buffalo, even if Buffalo is really good, because they need eyeballs. They need eyeballs because eyeballs mean ratings and ratings mean they can charge more for their advertising. So um, they're obviously going to spend more time with the bigger television markets and the more popular teams than they are with the smaller ones, save for Green Bay. Well, here's the thing. If you want respect, it shows up in the schedule and the primetime games because the NFL is its own beast when it comes to sports. The NFL is the only sports league where people will watch a good game regardless of who's playing in it. The rest of the sports leagues out there are very tribal and people will only watch the the teams that they're most interested in. Well, this is the NFL saying... We think you're going to be playing some good games. So here you are. This is a showing of respect, whether or not ESPN
1: talks about the Bills. Oh, absolutely. The Bills have everything within their grasp to make those statements, to make those impressions that they want to upon the national football community. And you're right. This is the NFL saying, all right, Bills, we hear you. You think you're one of the better teams in the league. So we're going to give you a chance to prove it before the national audience. Now, the Bills' schedule, even before there were four primetime games that were going to be taking place uh, for the Buffalo Bills, all of which take place between, uh, except for the Chiefs game, uh, which is going to be in mid-October, a Thursday night contest at home. I guess, okay, so the four primetime games. It's home for the Chiefs. That game is going to be Thursday night, October 15th, coming after a trip to Tennessee, another playoff team. Those are the two AFC uh, representatives in the AFC championship game playing the Bills in five days difference. That's going to be a brutal stretch right there. Then, which and we'll talk about the hard parts and the parts that we think are a little bit more navigable. But for Buffalo, they then have a game in uh, San Francisco on December 7th, that is Monday Night Football, taking on the reigning NFC champions from San Francisco who had every right to win the Super Bowl last year that's going to be a very difficult game for the Buffalo Bills. They also get to host the Pittsburgh Steelers in week 14 on Sunday Night Football, which has really morphed into the marquee primetime matchup, if you will, of all of the primetime games. It used to be Monday Night Football, but now it really seems like over the last you know five or ten years, Sunday night is the spotlight. People are watching the games more so than Monday Night Football. That really seems to be the primetime haven, if you will, for for football teams to get to play on. And the Bills get that game in Week 14. And oh, by the way, in Week 16, the Bills have to go to the Patriots in Foxborough to play on Monday Night Football a week after they could have a flex game with the Denver Broncos in Week 15. So if you're keeping track, Buffalo from Weeks 13 to Week 16 could have four Primetime games. They're at least going to have three primetime games, and they're going to have all three of those road games being extremely challenging with San Francisco, Denver, and New England. So the Bills better get off to a fast start because the avalanche of the final five weeks could be brutal.
0: And they could have three games coming on short weeks, including two in the last four, because that uh, Denver game. In week 15, that could be flexed to a Saturday.
1: Yeah, you're right, all based on how the flex scheduling plays out. The Broncos are expected to be much better this year. Uh, The Bills are going to be in the thick of a a wild card or an AFC East championship drive. So you know that there's going to be a lot of attention on Buffalo and those games later down the stretch. So it's really it's great, though, Jamie, I have to say, because at some point you have to prove it. You have to show that you're worthy of the accolades. And the Bills still haven't won a playoff game since 1996. They still haven't won the AFC East since 1995. So this, again, I love the fact that this is Buffalo who, if you ask almost any expert out there, the Bills had one of the best off seasons of any of the teams out there and what they added to what their already existing roster was constituted of. They have a great shot to knock off the Patriots minus Tom Brady for that AFC East title. And, you know, if the Bills make the playoffs for the third time in four years, it's going to be with America getting a lot of exposure to the Buffalo Bills. So it's great to know that even if there's not fans in the stands, there's going to be a lot of people getting the attention uh, from Buffalo with these primetime games. And I got to tell you.
0: They're gonna need fans in the stands for some of these games. When you look at the game out in San Francisco on a Monday night, then on a short week, they're coming back and playing Pittsburgh at home on a Sunday night, another national audience. I gotta tell you, a short week on the West Coast. You need every advantage you can get. And I expect Pittsburgh, if Roethlisberger is playing, is going to be a much tougher team than it was this past season with Duck Hodges behind the center. So I'm I'm thinking that they really need a a packed house if they want to be competitive in that game. Because let's face it, short weeks, teams have a bad record coming off of Monday Night Football.
1: Yeah, it's not a good recipe for... For the Buffalo Bills, but I will say one thing that plays in a Buffalo's favor, whether it's a San Francisco trip, whether it is heading out west, uh, the Bills have four trips out west this year. We mentioned San Francisco. They play Kyler Murray and the up-and-coming Arizona Cardinals in Week 10. That's a 4.05 p.m. contest featuring two teams with top flight-wide receivers who traded teams during the offseason. Buffalo also has the trip to Las Vegas, coming up. That's in week four. That will be uh, Buffalo's first ever trip to Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Still sounds weird to say Las Vegas Raiders, but there it is. It's the Las Vegas Raiders and of course the Denver Broncos in week 15. But one thing that will play to Buffalo's favor, there was a tweet that was put out talking about rest and the amount of total rest that Buffalo has versus the rest of its opponents. For the first time in forever, the Bills don't have any games where they're playing a team coming off of extra rest, which is a huge uh, advantage if you're the team with the extra rest going up against a team that is a little bit short on its rest. So that's a huge thing for the Bills to have. And they also tabulated what they call rest days, net rest days versus the opponents. And it turns out that Buffalo, if you factor in their schedule, they are plus eight in rest days versus their opponents, meaning that only that they're going to have eight extra days off uh, between their games to, to get better, to get healthier. Part of that has to do with the Thursday night games and the Monday and the Sunday night games. But of the teams with those net rest days, the Bills are third in the NFL at plus eight, tied with the Washington Redskins and only behind the Tennessee Titans at plus nine and the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs at plus 10. So the fact that Buffalo... Should be well rested and not facing any games against teams with extra rest, those are big things in the win column for the Bills. That's
0: huge in the NFL. And for a change, they're not playing New England when New England is coming off a bye. Seemed like that's seemed like that was just built into the schedule every year.
1: So, Damien, when you look at this, it, it, you're right, no, the Bills would always have the Patriots early in the season. This year, the Bills have the Patriots twice of course, uh, with all AFC East opponents. Week eight, they're hosting the Patriots in the first game of the Buffalo-New England post-Tom Brady era. That's a one o'clock kickoff at New Era Field. And then the Bills, the next to last week of the regular season, go to Foxborough again for that Monday night game. So those are obviously going to be a daunting environment to play the Patriots, even without Tom Brady. I'm still not taking both of those games as, as easy wins for Buffalo, but No, you can't. I I mean, Bill Belichick schemes and game plans so well that I wouldn't be surprised if. And and, and this schedule, look, all that we're talking about with, you know, the opponents of Buffalo has. This is a much tougher schedule on paper than last year's schedule. And a lot of it is because of the crossover games that the teams are going to have to play. I mean, you're not getting the. Uh, you're not getting to play face some of the bottom feeders that Buffalo had last year. You have the NFC West, which top to bottom could be the most competitive outside of the AFC West, um, of all the divisions in football with their, with the, the Niners, the Cardinals, the Seahawks and the Rams are on the downhill, but there's still some talent on that roster. And the AFC West who the bills also play this year is, I think the most balanced division in all of football. So you know the Bills are supposedly having the fifth toughest uh, strength of schedule when it comes to the opponent. The records from last year uh, for 2020, their their slate is the fifth toughest in the league. You never know how tough a schedule is going to be. Last year there were some games that we thought were going to be real nail biters, including the Pittsburgh game that turned into be a lot of a lot easier of a, a win for Buffalo than first envisioned, but at least on paper, this schedule is a lot tougher than last year. And, you know, the uh,
0: the Rams aren't what they were two years ago, but, you know, two things happened there. Um, one of which is a lot of teams have the Super Bowl hangover, where the year after playing in the Super Bowl, they just can't quite get it together. That was sort of the Rams, but people forget they were only one game away from making the playoffs again. So, I think that there's a very good possibility that the NFC uh, representative in the Super Bowl is probably coming out of the NFC division that the Bills are playing this year. It's unforgiving, like you said. I'm just glad that the toughest ones seem to be coming, with the exception of San Francisco, they're coming east. I, I don't mind as much playing Arizona out west as I do the Rams. I'm glad the Rams are going to be coming to Buffalo
1: for that one. And I think there is a lot to be said for West Coast teams coming east and having to play a one o'clock game. That's where I feel like Buffalo, if this if the game with the Seahawks were in the Pacific Northwest, it would be a totally different out, uh, outcome and and prediction versus having the Seahawks come to Buffalo for the one o'clock game. Same thing with the Rams. I think it's a huge advantage for Buffalo to get to host those West Coast teams in a one o'clock uh, game time. Now, I feel like, Jamie, you mentioned this earlier, but listen, the, the the brute of this schedule, the real hard part of the schedule, comes after Buffalo's bye. Uh, the Bills have kind of a late bye in their schedule. It's week 11, and at that point, Buffalo will have enjoyed playing three out of four games at home with the Chiefs, the Patriots, and the Seahawks. Then there's a trip to Arizona, and then their bye week. They better have a good record heading again into the final six-game slate because you get the Chargers, the Niners, Steelers, Broncos, Patriots, and Dolphins. I love, by the way, the fact that the Bills close off the season hosting the warm-weather Dolphins at New Era Field, January 3rd, 2021. It is so foreign for me to have Buffalo playing Miami in nice weather. I just love the fact that this could be a snow game, uh, it could be a cold game. Hopefully, the Bills have their playoff berth secured. But it's so great to me the fact that this could be really a return to those, you know, those snow games when Miami comes up and looks totally mismatched, whether it's Tua or Fitzy under center.
0: We can only hope for that. Um, I hope that the Bills don't need to win that game, but if they do, it's it's definitely the right team to play against because the Dolphins are still working on on a rebuild right now um i think they're going to be better than last year i think the jets are going to be better than last year there was really only one direction for them to go and if you remember at the beginning of last season both teams played the bills very tough so there's really no team in here that you can write off except for maybe the chargers um there's just there's no gimmies after that buy is terrible but also that uh four game streak in the middle of this season with the Chiefs, Patriots, and Seahawks is I mean, that's pretty brutal in and of itself with a divisional opponent in there, the Jets. And you never know what's going to happen in divisional games. When I'm predicting schedules, I usually plan on splitting division games because it's difficult to beat the same team more than once on a schedule or in a season if they're set up that way on the
1: schedule. And obviously, Jamie, uh, with with the the Bills having their AFC East rivals, yeah, the Dolphins played the Bills incredibly tough last year. The score looked a lot better um, at home because Micah Hyde had that great onside kick return for a touchdown on a sun-soaked day at New Era Field. The Jets did get that split, although an asterisk has to get placed to the Week 17 win because the Bills weren't really playing for anything other than staying healthy. Um, and we will fans, we will go through and do week by week predictions at some point. It's too early for us. We wanted to focus on this podcast, just talking about what we liked and what we didn't like about the Buffalo Bills schedule. And Jamie, I want to go back to one of the things that both of us happen to like about this schedule. We all know it takes time for teams to get chemistry. And even though a lot of this bills roster Is the same, you're still sprinkling in new faces like Mario Addison, uh, Vernon Butler, Quentin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs. You know, there's rookies, Zach Moss, AJ Epinesa, Gabriel Davis that are going to take time to adjust to the system. And I am so glad that Buffalo's first four games really have presented a lot of opportunities for the Bills to get those early season wins. The combined 2019 record of Buffalo's first four opponents being the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins, the LA Rams and the Las Vegas Raiders it was a combined eight games under 500 at 28 and 36. Now those are not gimmies by any stretch of the imagination, but it's at least a chance for Buffalo to get off to a 3 and 1 start. Heck, maybe they go 4 and 0 and they win in Vegas and they win in Miami around beating the Jets and the Rams, but it's essential for this team to get off to a fast start because like you said from week 5 to week 10. It's a murderer's row at the Tennessee Titans hosting the Chiefs on Thursday Night Football, at the Jets home to the Patriots, home to the Seahawks, at the Cardinals, then the bye. If the Bills are not 3 and 1 or 4 and 0 at that point, it's going to be really hard to craft a scenario, I think, where the Bills get to 11 wins. Uh, And 10 would be much more realistic, I feel like, if they don't have that fast of a start. So it's the Bills have to get out. It's paramount to success for this year that the Bills race off to a fast start.
0: So what game, when you look at this schedule, what game do you look at and say, this is the game where we're going to find out who the Bills are?
1: I mean, I will say for me, it's going to be one of two contests. It's either going to be the Thursday night game against the Chiefs. And I'm picking both home games because I feel like that's really where Buffalo needs to make a statement. You're supposed to be a good team at home. If the fans are in full effect, which we still don't know what the crowds are going to be like at the games, but the 12th man is essential for Buffalo when it comes to their successes. I've circled week six for the Chiefs and week nine for the Seattle Seahawks uh, at New Era Field, a one o'clock game. Those are my two show-me-what-you-got kind of games. I don't expect Buffalo to win in San Francisco on Monday Night Football. That's going to be the most difficult game on their schedule uh, in, in my opinion, it's not really a, a hot take or anything out there. It's just, it, you know, some common sense.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> that's you're you're just telling the truth, man.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, it's it's going to be one of those, you know, oh my gosh, they're playing the NFC champions, a really challenging game out there. But I feel like the Chiefs game is Buffalo's chance to make. A statement similar to when the Bills beat the Ravens. The Ravens had won the Super Bowl and then they beat up Joe Flacco and the Bills got a win at home late in September. That's one of those statement opportunities for the Bills, I feel like. And again, it's not a hot take. If you beat the Kansas City Chiefs, you make a statement to the rest of the league. But given where that game falls in the schedule, coming after a tough game to Tennessee, and again, before that tough stretch with the Patriots, Seahawks, and Chiefs, to me, if they can win that game against the Chiefs, that this this whole season is going to just be looking that much sunnier and optimistic with the outlook. If they lose that game and they can still beat the Seahawks in week nine, I know it's not a conference game, but again, Seattle is a team that Buffalo, I think, could win at home and steal one that maybe they wouldn't get on the road. So to me, those are my two huge, if the Bills get those wins, my God, this whole season is gonna set up really nicely. What about you? What have you circled on your calendar? Week five for the third season in a row in week
0: five, the Bills are playing the Tennessee Titans. And last year in week five, the Bills went there and won that game with an asterisk because, oh my God, the only reason the Bills won that game is because (laughs) the Titans kicker decided he wanted to destroy his career all in one game. Um, I think the Titans, especially if they can get some good quarterback play like they did at the end of last year, which propelled them to the AFC championship game. I think that at this point, I would say the Titans might be the better team, although I think they're closely matched. So if Buffalo can go into Tennessee, which is always a difficult environment to play, if they can go in there and win that game, especially convincingly, I think I'm going to have a really good idea of what this Buffalo team is going to look like. Um, I'm not going to pick the Chiefs game because I, you know, coming off a tough game in Tennessee and then a short week playing on a Thursday night, I just don't see how the Bills would score enough points to keep up with the Chiefs at this point. And I, I need to spend more time thinking about it, but that's my knee-jerk reaction. Um, if the Bills can win that game, uh, I think there'll be a parade down the streets of Buffalo. Now,
1: I, and Jamie, you're very uh, spot on with your insights and Kansas City. And look, I, it's a cop out, sort of, to take Kansas City as one of those games where it's like, boy, the Bills win this; they're going to really show that they're ready for the national stage. But sometimes the easiest answer is the right answer for a reason. And I, I almost picked your Titans game; I almost did because Tennessee is going to be just as good, if not better. Then last year, uh, Tannehill, as much as you knock him for not throwing the ball 40 times in the playoffs, he was an aerial machine along with Derrick Henry in 2019. Last year, the Titans offense was on point. So that's a very challenging matchup, as is the Chiefs. I really honestly, Jamie, I'm looking at the schedule here. Um, there's not a lot of games I look at where I say, you know what, that's a mu- that's a guaranteed win, you know, because the Dolphins are bound to get better. The Jets always seem to play Buffalo tough. Remember last year, the season opener in the Meadowlands, it took a rally for Buffalo to pull off that victory. So I'm not saying anything is a guaranteed win um, on their schedule here, but this is what happens when you make the playoffs. This is what happens when you finish high up in your division. You get challenged with a tougher schedule. And I got to say, I'll ask you one more question. I kind of alluded to this earlier, but when you look at this, Pick a game for me outside of the AFC East that is your you're just fascinated to see how it plays out. There's gotta be one on there and it doesn't have to be prime time, but what's your one game where you're just you're so curious to look into a crystal ball and see how it plays out for whatever reasons you might have? I think the one
0: that I'm most intrigued by at this point is probably week fourteen in Pittsburgh. It's coming off a coming off a, a short week. And this probably is going to have playoff implications for both teams, so that may be the type of game of who wants it more. And you know, if you if you're in a position to make the playoffs, to win your division, and you've got a conference game there, which is going to make a big difference in the playoff standings, especially in regard to um, tiebreakers and positioning potentially in the wild card. That could be for all the marbles at that point.
1: Yeah, you're right. That's definitely one of those. And the Steelers defense is bound to be just as tough and stingy as it was last year. I can't imagine Pittsburgh's offense struggling as much as it did with Duck Hodges uh, under center last year with Big Ben Roethlisberger back under center for the Steelers. That's a great candidate. I've already given you mine. It's Arizona. I'm fascinated with the Cardinals new look offense with DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Kyler Murray is going to take the league by storm. I really feel like this year, I feel like he's ready to make that breakthrough that kind of got lost in the shuffle because the Cardinals weren't that great of a team last year. They've done a lot to address their defense and Buffalo has not really done uh, traditionally well uh, when traveling to Arizona. I know they got a win a couple years ago uh, when Arizona was kind of a shell of the team that they had been from that playoff run with Carson Palmer, but I'm just fascinated to see that game. And that also is because of, again, it's right before the bye. So if the Bills can win that game and get to seven and three or six and four heading into the bye, that to me is so much more important than going in with the 500 record again because of the strength of schedule coming up in the second half of the year. And oh, by the way, selfishly speaking, the Bills need to pummel the Patriots on November 1st in week eight because
0: they do, don't they?
1: Dude, I have had season tickets for 13 years. This is my 14th year. I have not seen the Bills beat the Patriots since the 2003 season opener. So please make this happen on week eight. Please, even if I can't be in attendance to watch it, beat the crap out of the evil empire, please.
0: I I'm with you on that. I've never had season tickets, but I I feel the pain because I've watched all those games you've watched, just not in person. Um, I I did want to back up a step and uh, mention that I I like your pick with the Arizona game, because if nothing else, I think that they're going to have a dynamic offense. So that could be a really fun game to watch. It could be very entertaining.
1: And we all recall from the playoffs last year, how great the first half was, for Trey White against DeAndre Hopkins. And then Hopkins showed his big game uh, capabilities in the second half. And of course, we all know how that game ended, but the bills quest for a third playoff appearance in four years on paper will begin September 13th. Again, who knows how the schedule will actually play out with the coronavirus and the impact. Uh, We will uh, talk more about this schedule in the weeks to come. Uh, In fact, I think a really fun podcast for us to be, Uh, doing would be talking about what it's going to actually be like if they are able to get uh, games and get fans in the stands. I think it's going to be a whole different experience than anything we've ever been used to. But I think you ask any football fan or any sports fan, they'd rather have games taking place with no fans than no games taking place at all. So hopefully we're getting closer. Totally agree. Hopefully, Jamie, we're getting closer and closer to that moment out there. That'd be nice to have those distractions. And, uh, you know, speaking of Jamie, it's been really fun breaking down the 2020 schedule with you. Thanks, as always, for coming on, Bill Eve, and uh, giving us your spirited takes on the schedule. Spirited, distracted, COVID-free. Let's hope that stays, buddy. We all want Bill's Mafia to stay healthy, stay safe, and stay COVID-free. You, of course, one of the ways to stay COVID-free is practicing social distancing by following our podcast and getting involved on social media. We had a bunch of good interactions with fans off of the Jersey podcast. From last week, we'd love to hear your thoughts on your must-watch games in 2020. Uh, so answer any of our questions from our podcast and interact with us on social media. Jamie's is at the Jamie D'Amico on Twitter, and I am at John Boccasino. You can also comment, of course, on the article on Rumblings.com. For my colleague Jamie D'Amico, I'm signing off as John Boccasino here on Believe a Buffalo Bills Fan Podcast.